everybody. Welcome to episode crap nine. John, nine. are we on yeah, nine? We're on the nine. Every time I do this, I can't keep <laughs> track of uh, what episode we're recording. Here we are, episode nine. We're going to talk about phishing emails today. Um, before we do that, Joe, uh, I I don't remember how long ago it was. You set up a special category of service requests in our support system called hand grenades. It's true. I did. Joe, tell me a little bit about hand grenades. Why do you have a board called hand grenades? <laughs> uh, well, uh, with the gloves on here, you frequently <laughs> like to come into our office, uh, into the tech room, and you like to sign us fun little pet projects. Um, and it got so bad, it, it felt like you were literally taking a hand grenade, throwing it in our office uh, while we, we dealt with all this stuff and just blowing it up. Because you come into work and you've got a plan. Sure, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we're scheduling. We got, you know, every, to the minute, we were, all, of our, all of our technicians are pretty lined up for the day. And, uh, you know, at any given time, you could throw a, you know, 20-hour project our way. And then here comes this bald, bearded a-hole. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I've got this great idea. <laughs> it usually starts something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, it, and I bring that up because today, I believe I threw you a hand grenade. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Did. How bad was the hand grenade today? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was something that was on my mind. It was just kind of in the back burner. Um we wanted to add a specific layer right now where um, we we had a proxy DNS server. Um, so I'm going to stop you. We won't even get into the technicalities okay, of sure. it. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I want to give a little bit of background. So I'm writing a newsletter article this morning, and one of the things I'm putting in there is that these podcasts, you and I sitting down on a weekly basis talking about security, efficiencies, you know, there's, there's other parts to it as well, even yeah. profit and loss we've brought into this podcast. But... One of the things that I feel like it kind of transformed our business to some extent, at least that's 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 the way I look at it, is this. Sitting down, talking to people about what they should and should not do, where security's uh, involved or whatever, and then looking at each other and thinking, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we doing that thing we just said other people should do? And so it's the thing I threw at you this morning is one of those that's been on my mind, you know, and folks, with security, this is a layered approach. I mean, Joe, do you have an idea of how many layers of security we stack on? Uh, if you had to guess, I mean, how many different approaches do we take to security with applications, with procedures, with policies? Well, I mean, I'd argue we've probably got at least three to four per seven layers. So somewhere in the 25, yeah. 30 layers. So it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's not like we weren't doing anything right. And I came in and said, oh, my gosh, we got to start over. But it was just one more thing that's kind of been eating sure. at me and apparently eating at you, too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so I throw that at you. And I mean, to your credit, you got right after it. I just said, hey, whenever you get a minute throw this on there yeah and, and like in no said, no time flat joe you've broken the entire network <laughs> <laughs> that's not completely accurate but, it's uh, not but uh, so a few episodes back i said something to the effect of if you clients prospects people that we're talking to are not just completely uh aggravated pissed off at your it company your cybersecurity <laughs> consultants they're not doing their job <laughs> and and this was just me proving the point to myself because stuff broke. 
and it aggravated me. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and yeah. here you are behind the scenes having to do the work, and I'm sure it <laughs> aggravated you because um, you came into my office and you said something and you said, and now my head hurts. <laughs> right? And you're, you're talking about, I don't remember what I it was. I think you're glossing over the, I think it was, I fixed everything. There it's we go. all working. <laughs> and right. now my head hurts. That is exactly how you said that. <laughs> and you did. To your credit, you did. So huge shout out, guys, to my main man, Joe. Joe, take a bow. <laughs> I'm bowing for those there at home. All right, let's get in. Let's uh, dig in and get started here. Uh, let's see where where are we? Sorry, guys, I gotta I gotta figure out where I'm at in my notes here because I was just winging it. My uh, energy levels. That's what I wanted to talk about is energy levels. Energy levels. Oh, yeah. Right. So a lot the of times when or? no 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 no. But when we start this podcast, the title's stupid or irresponsible. It's meant to be inflammatory. Sometimes I come in kind of angry. You know, I'm like. <laughs> It just pisses me off that people won't do some of the basic stuff. Sure. And so I wanted to just make a note early on as we get started here that I don't come in angry. I don't come in bringing a lot of energy to this one. We're talking about phishing emails. And the reason I'm not angry, the reason I'm not really holding people accountable for this is because these emails that come in to our inbox are good. Like some of them are really, really tricky to tell oh, yeah. if, if they're legitimate or not. And we're going to break a few down. But the other part of this is how many emails a day do you get joe uh like ballpark yeah I, ballpark. I don't know. tens of thousands a day a day so you've got filters and rules and i've all got that. a ridiculous amount of filters i have multiple mailboxes uh, i get alerts from just about everything from every device Internet of Things, you just got to imagine. Okay. I get a lot. Of, a lot. A lot. <laughs> Tens of thousands a day. Okay, so that's way more than I expected to hear you say. Yeah. I was going to go with hundreds. I probably get hundreds. You know, I'll, I'll go to lunch, and by the time I get back from lunch, there can be 50 emails staring at me. Yeah. And, you know, some of them, like I said, you're, you're not looking one at a time at tens of thousands of emails. No, yeah. So it, you've got rules and, and whatever else. Definitely. To, but but the number that your eyes, re, like how many of those demand your attention? How many do you have to actually look at and make decisions on? Probably, probably, uh, probably around in the hundred to. Yeah, 200. it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And so here we sit about to spend 20, 25, 30 minutes, whatever, telling people to slow down and to look at every single email, and we're gonna give you a list of things to check, ways to hover your mouse over this, long press on that. And, and my point here is, like, it's people don't have time for this. And that's why it's such a successful way of hacking people, sure. right? So you, you add how good they are to how little time we have to pay attention to the details, and this is just a perfect storm. Yeah. This is where so many breaches originate is through email. So with that, uh, hold on, let me grab my phone. I forgot to have it handy. I wanted to go over the, you know, I, I like to look at real world examples. And so you and I are going to go back and forth here a little bit, but I'm going to start and I'm going to start with an email that I received from my cell phone provider. I'll keep names out of it. <laughs> I shouldn't because these guys deserve a bare bottom spanking. But one of the first things I'll tell people to look for on a phishing email is look for your name. If the email starts with dear valued customer, sure. Dear client, like that's just lazy on the the spammer's part, right? right. They should well, 
I maybe lazy, but also they're trying to reach a, a broad spectrum sure. of people. They're throwing up. They're casting a wide net. Exactly. So here it is, my very well known wireless cell phone provider. The email starts off with their logo, but they all do, and it says, "Dear customer," which drives me crazy. Like they know my name, and all they could come up with is "Dear customer." <laughs> Your all name's right. probably on the invoice. I promise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it gives some stuff, you know, some background of why they're emailing me. And then it says in great big bold letters, action needed. So that's another thing that spammers will do is they'll create urgency. You've got to take this action and you got to do it now or problems are going to happen. Yeah. All right. That's problem number two. Problem number three. On the instructions, it says, log into your My Business account and you should see the following pop-up message. And now this is interesting because I've looked at this on my computer and I've looked at this same email on my phone three different times. And the pop-up message that it's supposed to tell me about wasn't on the email, but it's there now, Joe. Oh no. So it just took forever to load. But I mean, seriously on my- Maybe actually we probably have rules and security policies that block perhaps, that kind of stuff from Perhaps, but it's emails. just an image. Yeah. The other images were there. So I was gonna say, they say it should just look like this with no image attached. Yeah. So, you know, there was a mistake. But you're looking for grammar errors. You're looking for badly formatted emails. Uh, so I guess I have to retract this one because they, the image showed up. Um, you know, and then towards the bottom, there's the link. Log into your account. Now, so all of these things are red flags. Big time. I saw this and... I was 100% sure, well, we don't ever go 100%, do we, except for that one time. <laughs> so I was about 98% sure that this was a phishing email. And, I mean, I'm checking it all over the place. And, and we can get into that of how, what kind of things to check. I won't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt over to you, and you can, sure. you can take that. But it, it just blew my mind that this, it fit all the rules for what a phishing email should look like. <laughs> and, guys, it was legitimate. Wow. So. There we go. There, we're going to start with that one, Joe. Now, I think you've brought a couple of examples. We're going to start with just one example, though. Yeah. Uh, what a phishing email does look like. Do you have an actual legitimate from your inbox phishing email? Yeah, I've got two of them here. Okay, perfect. So uh, take it away. Yeah, so you mentioned earlier uh, there are some certain things that you're definitely going to look for. One is there's going to be genericness to it. There's not going to be, like, particularly your name. That's not always the case. Um in this, this example here, um, it came from a bank that's actually not even my bank, so they didn't do their research very well, but if they had, you know, uh, there's some danger there to that. Like, you just got that email from your actual um, phone provider, your cell service provider. Um, a lot of these, if they're actually particularly phishing directly for you, spear phishing, um, they'll have a lot more information about you and make you feel a lot more uh, comfortable with that being a legitimate email? Well, because Joe, we've talked about the dark web. It's not like it's hard for them to buy a list not at of all. people. No, with it's, names, email address, and name. I mean, it's you can Google your name. I can Google your there. name right now, and I'll yeah. find a lot of information just from the top ten. It's results. just flat lazy on their part if they Definitely. don't do this. But, sure. All right. Or again, they're just throwing that wide net. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at this email. Number one, the first thing I look to look at here is without even opening up the headers and getting advanced into it, I'm looking at the from header it says it's from this bank um but then it actually has the email address and it's coming from a gmail account this one actually is a different it's a comcast account um at comcast.net um obviously bank of america is going to have a bank of america dot 
whatever dot com dot whatever their their uh, registered domain is. But definitely at Comcast.com, this is not coming from Bank America. So there's there's red flag number one. And just moving down on that email, um, we've got uh, the two. And the two, it's not my email address, it's an undisclosed, meaning they went into some extra effort to hide who all it's being sent to. Okay. This is basically a blind copy to everybody. Yeah. Red flag number two. If Bank of America is going to send me something, it's going to have my email address. And if I opened up the headers, I would open up and see that this is actually like kind of a script that they've run and I can see some extra malicious stuff. The regular layman's not going to need to do that. Uh, that, you know, we'll go through some of this other stuff, but definitely you want to send that to your IT guy, but that's definitely a red flag that I see here. And now moving down, just like you said, um, and generally just looking at this email as a whole, there's some, uh, extra spaces where there doesn't need to be. There's grammar errors. There's capitalization where it doesn't need to be like all caps in some of these areas. Um, so definitely 100% whenever I see that, I know that that's not coming from a corporate thing. It's been double-checked, and it's you know it's gone through HR, and they approve it, and then it's been sent out. This is uh, some probably guys or people that don't speak English as a first language. So, and that's exactly it, right? We're looking for people that, because a lot of these attacks come from overseas. Definitely. And I've so, got some statistics later that specifically where a lot of this stuff comes yeah. from. I've got some really cool stats for later. All right, good. I'm super excited about that. Uh, but just moving on, there's some other things. Please sign into your account. Different font sizes. There's copy and pasting. So definitely not some professional email. You can definitely see that there were some uh, corners cut and some, you know, a little bit from here, a little bit from there. It almost looks like a ransom note. <laughs> um, but then, you know, there's multiple links here. Um, and then just by hovering over, without having to go to headers, you can just hover over a link in an email address. And if the email address that it's saying it's trying to go to is different from the one that they wrote down there, that is 100% of the time. Well, 99% Nothing's 100%. of the time <laughs> is, is a, it's a spam or spoo- they're, they're trying to get you. If you click that link, it's not going to where you think it's going to go, and it's probably malicious. Right. The only uh, There's really no reason that someone would put an actual web address and then have it forward to a different email address unless it's somebody playing a prank on you, which would be the other 1%. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah, so moving down. Uh, I mean, just all over the place. There's, you know, the, the scary thing is there's a lot of stuff here that I look at and I see a legitimate email would have this. You know, it's got it's got their logo, which how hard is that to copy yeah, and paste the logo? Yeah, they steal that off the uh, website. But then they're, they're towards the bottom. They copied all of the links, uh, which are accurate, to their... Um, you know, here's their privacy policy. Here's their unsubscribe policy. And those actually do go to the Bank of America's website. Yeah, that's a cool little trick. They put a few valid links in there to sure. try to throw you off the scent. Yeah, but the, the ones that they want you to click on, we'll go figure. Those the main call to actions, to hide, but that one is also usually a button. Yeah. Or it's, it's they use some way of hiding the real website that you're going to. You know, and to. I don't have an example of this, but I was dealing with this earlier this week for another client. Uh, a popular one here is somebody will send you a an email that you definitely don't want, but then it'll say unsubscribe there at the bottom. Ah. And everything else, everything there, there's nothing there really to click except that unsubscribe button, and that is a redirect to some malicious activity. Awesome. So that is 100% out there in the wild. I've definitely seen it at least this week and much more in the past, but not on this specific email. That is something to look out you for. you got to be careful with unsubscribes in don't, general, right? Don't click unsubscribe from the email. Like, basically, my my... My rule of thumb is I never do that. I will block it from my uh, anti-spam right. um, software 
or any kind of module that you'll have. If you don't have that, you really need to talk to somebody about it. There are a few sites, like if it comes from the main email providers, Constant Contact, uh, there's others. But, you know, somebody like that, sometimes I'll use an unsubscribe. But you're right, it's not a best practice. No, definitely. And then uh, if you use Office 365, the easiest thing there, you can just right-click and then block it from there. And then it's automatically going to your spam filter. Then you don't even, I mean, you should get IT involved, but yep. then you, you won't see those. They'll just go straight to your spam. Yeah. All uh, right. What else you got? Is that it for that one? Uh, Yeah. So I got another one here uh, from fake, Am- fake Amazon. This time they did a good job about uh, masking where it was coming from. It actually does say, and it, it looks like it is coming from Amazon.com. Um, but when I opened up the headers, it's just, it's fake. Uh, they, they There is a way that you can fake this is the email address it's coming from. In fact, a big thing that happened probably five or six years ago that we used to see a lot more often um, was an internal fake email. So um, somebody, it looked like it was coming from your boss or your coworker, somebody that was actually in the office that does send you these kind of emails. And it looks exactly like it's coming from them. Unless you actually open up the advanced headers and see exactly where all this stuff is going and look at all that tracing and you know how to read that kind of stuff, you don't know where it's coming from. Um, but these, the, the, we definitely saw a lot of that in the past. Now that there have been some mitigation steps, and I don't want to get in the weeds here, but uh, DMARC, SPF markers, uh, you can block those kind of things. So if anything's trying to fake itself from being from you, it'll totally just block it incoming and outgoing. It's pretty cool. Um, but that is definitely something to keep on the, uh, a watch for, especially if you don't have DMARC set up. Um, so again, we've got some, you know, just looking generically at this email here. You know, I see some mis- you know, some words spelled incorrectly. Um, big link to click here, there in the middle, hovering over it. Of course, it's going to a different redirect. It's going somewhere totally different. But other than that, everything else here looks exactly like a genuine, like an email Amazon would send. Um, everything else there looks like, hey, there was a shipping problem on this. You know, click here, and it look, it looks exactly like an email from Amazon. And other than those two things there that I just mentioned. Uh, there was a couple words misspelled, and then there's a big old link to click here, and when I hovered over it, it's not the right place. Everything else there, just from, from the outside looking in, right. it looks like it's legit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise an issue here. You, you said you hovered over it. Yeah. Okay? So I've got my phone handy, Joe. Sure. And I'm hovering my finger over this because I'm trying to see what the URL is. <laughs> doesn't work. No. So this is something that um, on, on mobile devices where a lot of them get where a lot of people get hit because you can't hover over now i guess you can you can long press most of the time let's not say that uh i would not recommend to long press that to copy that into your text uh, okay there is a way that you can get around um, a malicious actor can actually get that long press to do something really including so this is new to me yeah including run an executable so the fact that i just long pressed that for <laughs> was a bad idea yeah and depending on what's on your phone especially if it's already been if you've got a, a malicious app or something on there that tells your phone to do this or that or the other like long press run this executable mm. um you don't want to do that very very <laughs> good information don't though. do that however All right. yeah so, so what's the answer there uh, we've told them what not to do you're on a smartphone like there's a dumb phone out there. I hate that we call these smartphones still. <laughs> Maybe most people don't. Anyways, I'm on my phone sure. and this looks like a suspicious email. How am I checking where that button's going to take me? Who cares? Don't click anything that's in an email, essentially. Uh, okay, okay. Good tip. Pro if tip you, right there. 
If you're trying to, if an email is saying you need to log in to reset a password or something like that, open up your browser. Wait till you're on a computer. Or go on your phone. Go to the go to the website yourself. Type it in manually into your browser. Okay. Try to log in from there, and then you know you're not dealing with a malicious link. All right. Malicious links are a huge deal. They're the they're number one target because that's what you want to do. That's what yeah. you're doing on your phone all day. You're clicking buttons. You get that little you that little rush, uh, you know, from going from this link to that link to that link. Just don't bother with well, it. Well, I mean, with email. honestly, people are just trying to get their job done. Sure. Right. A lot of times. Yeah. So. Let's break this down, this email. I'm still going to go through some other parts on here. Now, this one, honestly, they did a better job of uh, looking legitimate than the last one I read that was legitimate. This one's a fake, and it looks better. <laughs> so it, it came from Master Computing Support, and they've got the domain right, master-computing.com support. Looks legitimate. So somebody, Joe... One of the technicians here at uh, Master Computing sent me this email. says, hello, Justin. Hey, they got my name right. <laughs> they worked hard enough to do that. Your mailbox is outdated. Well, I mean, I'm not that dumb. I'm not brilliant, but I'm not that dumb, no. Uh, your, your mailbox is outdated, and you may not be able to receive new messages. We recommend you update within 12 hours to oh, avoid no, there's being deactivated. Threat. You got 12 hours. It's, run, run, run. It's do limited. It. Yeah, we've got the time bomb on here. You got that 11 hours ago. Run. Confirm update now, and that's the button in question. <laughs> so failure to update, there's always a consequence. Failure to update your inbox or your mailbox will result in permanent deactivation. Oh, wow. You're going to lose all your emails? Regards, copyright sign 2020 support team. <laughs> all right. Well, they just, I was giving them some credit. They did a few things right, but the rest of this is just nonsense. So, I mean, I'm not doing anything with this email. Like, this, this did not in any way trick me. No. But just a couple of tips where, where it's showing me who it's from and it's from master computing support is that one safe to long press it's not a link it's in the yeah who it came from you're gonna tell me maybe i can see the look on your face well i click it sure and uh joe did you know that our support address was info at chicagobreast.com oh oh it's a plastic surgeon in chicago (laughs) they're they're handling our uh, tech support now so that was uh Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know we were into plastic surgery. But hey, listen, guys, we're trying to expand our services. We're always trying to pad the bottom line a little bit. So anyways, um, I don't know. I just, it, it kind of, as I prepared for this, it really blew my mind that I'm looking at one from a reputable, a huge company that was garbage. And then I've got this one that's obviously fake, um, but they actually did a better job formatting it and, <laughs> and looking real than the legitimate one did. So... Those are mine. Um, and, you know, we could sit here and break these down all day long. But, Joe, you've got some pro tips, I believe, for our listeners. Uh, yeah, some gen- general tips here. Um, just kind of going off what I said there earlier. Um, you want to keep an eye out where the from field in your emails. Uh, you want to make sure they're coming from a legitimate source. You want to know that they are not lying to you. You want to make sure, you know, the support team is not a... <laughs> surgery center up in Nebraska, Plastic or surgeon, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to look for generic uh, uh, pronouns, I guess you could say, instead of your name. You want to find your name in a thing that doesn't always necessarily mean a thing. It's just another clearly not. Piece as, of the pie. Uh, my wireless provider doesn't get right. that one right. <laughs> uh, you're gonna see a lot of different. Um, if it looks like a like a ransom note, you got some different size characters. You got a lot of highlighting. You got a lot of bold characters. 
um, you know, that's that's another. So when you're saying if it looks like a ransom, though, you're talking about cutting out the letters from the magazine and pasting fonts. them on the paper. That's essentially what they're doing because they don't. A lot of these are from people that don't speak English necessarily as a first right. language. And so they're going to be copying and pasting a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. And it's typical of a lot of these. So spins. the fonts get copied over. Yeah. And it's, you know, they they don't care, know any better. I don't know what the reasoning is there, but I definitely yeah. do see that a lot. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, don't click links. Don't ever click links. Um, even if you're on a phone, don't long press. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just going to push back on that one, Joe, and say that people are going to do it. Like it's... It's almost impossible to just never click a link in an email. Well, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid about it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, people are doing this. Hey, one. man. Hey, people leave, you know, their door unlocked and bad neighborhoods. <laughs> You're and telling me you never click a link in an email. You're saying I never click I'm a asking, link in an email. I'm asking, do you ever click a link? Oh, I don't know. Never. I, I, I'd never say never. <laughs> okay, not 100%. We're going to. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I try I to mean, avoid it for as you. much as possible. I, I'll just tell you, I do it. But, you know, the here's a little known fact the executives of companies are the most likely to get. Scammed. Hey, guess what? <laughs> That's not so little known, I don't think. But <laughs> <laughs> I am very careful with it when I do it. But usually yeah. I will try. I keep most of the sites I go to bookmarked. Yeah. And I have a password manager. So most of them, I'm, I'm almost always going through the browser bookmark and the password manager. Yeah. I'm not typing that stuff in. I'm not clicking links, <laughs> usually. All right, go on. Um, yeah, so let's see what else we got here. Um, talk to your IT team. If you think, if you have any question whatsoever, if it's a legitimate source, right. forward that to your IT guys because they can open it up and they can actually see a lot of stuff that you can't see there. Um, and they can read this kind of coding language in the headers that they'll tell, tell a lot more about that story than what, Outlook or whatever web app you're using um, can tell you. So get the professionals involved. Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Especially, okay. uh, especially if it's coming from like a bank or any kind of monetary institution or yeah. any any payroll, anything like that. Anything that's got personal information there, um, and you're questioning it at all, like at all, send it to your IT guys. Okay. What else you got? Is that, uh, is that all your tips, or you got more? Well. You know, I want to get to the stats. I don't. Yeah, wanna... yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and push. Let's on get to the some stats information. To some... I've got some really cool stuff here. All right. Um, so I'll just kind of glance over these. You just kind of pop in whenever uh, something strikes your fancy there. So I've got some reports. Uh, I conglomerate a list of stuff from 2019 to 20. Uh, most of this is, is from 2019. Most of the 2020, like they do an annual report that's going to have a lot more of this stuff. Uh, most of the stuff will be 2019. I'll designate it as 2020. Um, so number one, 32% of all confirmed data breaches. So that's any kind of breach whatsoever. Last year from 2019 uh, involved phishing as the initial entry. So one third. That's what I was saying before. This is a perfect storm scenario. It's like you take something that's hard to tell and you combine it with people that don't have time yep. and they've got to get through that list. Yep. It's yeah, so easy. Links. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Uh, fishing was actually down 42% in 2019 from 2018. Oh, really? And that's the, that's the amount of phishing emails that have been sent out. And I'll tell you why. It had to do with that DMARC and SPF oh, checks. okay. So but another thing, well, I'll move on, 86% of email attacks were malwareless. So they didn't actually have a file in there. They didn't actually have some ransomware that you clicked on. The executable's kind of executable missing. The facts. And I'll tell you why. Spam filters have gotten a lot better. Right. So spam filtering will throw that in there, and you guys never ever see them. But 
uh, the IT guys on the back end were, are busting their butt and making sure that this doesn't work and that doesn't work and that doesn't work. And so the hackers are trying to go one step ahead. Well, how do we get them to click something? Or how do we get them to uh, get exploited? Well, maybe you send them to a link. Maybe you have them click a button or a, a link, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, so or, uh, you're saying it used to be that when the the phishing emails would come with the virus as an attachment. Precisely. Right, like a, an infected PDF. Exactly. Yeah, open this document. Yeah, yeah, because that was always a thing. Don't yeah. click on attachments. Yeah. We don't hardly talk about that anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're getting at, exactly. right? Because they've gotten smarter. Right. It's the cat and mouse game. Sure. We're just on version whatever. Exactly. So you have 30 layers of security. Well, it's going to block this, 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 and this. But it won't block you know an email that only has a click here link. Right, because links are very common. Exactly, and they're in most emails nowadays. And a lot of people click on them. Unfortunately, turns out. Yep. Okay, so thirty-seven point nine of uh, percent of untrained users failed phishing tests, according to uh, industry benchmarking report. Hold on, thirty-seven point nine of untrained failed. Correct. So first-time users in a phishing test environment. So these are corporations that signed up for the industry-leading cyber awareness training organization. So this is a, a conglomerate of these training, uh, phishing training uh, centers. Well, that just surprised me because I thought it would be a lot higher than that. I'm surprised it's only 37% that failed of untrained. Does it tell us, and, and maybe I'm getting ahead of you, but does it say, does it compare to how many failed if they have been trained? I would imagine the opposite there. So probably 63.1%. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully it goes down if they've been trained. Oh, well, I mean. But you don't have that statistic. No, yeah. Either this way. Is, this is a big old long report. Either yeah. way, we've got a lot of people clicking on stuff that sh they shouldn't be clicking on. Sure. All right. What else you got? The number one when it comes to being an uh, imitated company for a phishing scam, Apple. An email from Apple. Hey, I've got one right here. That was the next on my list of oh, really? emails that I've saved to evaluate, you know, on <laughs> webinars, seminars, podcasts, whatever. I've got one from Apple. Nice. That doesn't surprise me. Yep. Uh, and then number one subcategory, that was from the Apple Watch. Um, the Watch? Really? So apparently there's a lot of Apple Watch users, so somebody has a list somewhere of who those are, emailed them out. And, yep. Uh, number seven, $26 billion lost globally um, to phishing attempts between June 16th, or June 2016 and July 2019. $26 billion. So in three years. Yep. So what is that? My public school math is failing me. What, $8 billion a year? No, $9 billion a year? Somewhere in there. Somewhere between 8 and 9 yeah. Yeah. Crazy. A lot of money. Yep. A lot of money. $1.7 plus billion uh, resulting from just 2019, just last year. Uh, nearly half of all data breaches due to human error, glitches, and phishing. So this would be clicking, clicking yeah. links or downloading that thing or, you know, going to the wrong websites. Um 3.5 million was the average cost of human error da of data breaches. So that would be three and a half million out of the 1.7 billion. It's a, uh, it's a small chunk, but that's a lot of money um, just due, due to human error. 88% um, of organizations reported experienced spear phishing attacks in 2019. 88% of organizations. So uh, that doesn't surprise me either, though. In, in fact, I would think it'd be higher. I'd, I'd almost push that at 100%. Some sort of a spear phishing attack is happening to almost everybody. Well, so the designation here between phishing and spear phishing. 
Oh, spearfishing. you said spearfishing. Correct. Okay, I'm sorry. So, so yeah, we, go ahead. We've got a lot of quickly, terminology here. Quickly break down the difference between fishing and spearfishing. So Joe. fishing would be the generic. Uh, hey, what's you know, dear customer, your, like exactly. my uh, wireless right. provider did a mass email that's going out to a ton of people. Spearfishing is actually somebody that did the research. Yep. Somebody is specifically targeting you. They know now, who I actually, am, where I travel, if I've traveled. They've got some documents. They googled you. They know what color my eyes are. Uh, they, I don't even know that a lot of them even put that effort out. They might know that you go to this bank, and so they send it from this. Or they know you got an Apple right. Watch, and they got that. Right. But they're doing their homework. Exactly. Um, and so there's another subcategory of that, whale fishing. Uh, that would be spear fishing or whaling. It, uh, but specifically to a CEO, CTO, somebody with a three, you know, uh, somebody to with an that office person to the the c-suite exactly they're trying to attack that yeah and they're specifically doing their research they're specifically trying to figure out okay accounting is you know who yeah and it's this is an email from accounting asking for and they've got email samples of how you write and that kind of stuff they've actually really done their research yeah because these are they're they're huge payoffs yeah when they time. hit those guys yeah. so like i said so 87 percent uh got spearfishing 94 small business Got fishing in general. So there's your higher number. 94% of small businesses have been targeted by phishing attacks last year alone. Right. And I would just argue that probably they didn't survey the other 6% right. Yeah, or they possibly. didn't want to admit it. Exactly. Yeah. I think everybody's getting this. Sure. I think everybody's getting hit For with sure. this. Uh, 57% of organizations report experienced mobile phishing attacks. Yeah. So here we go there. So here's another piece of advice here, guys. Uh, phishing isn't strictly email. You can get phishing attempts through uh, maybe you got a game, a mobile game or a mobile app on your phone, and maybe there's a pop-up or an SMS message that says, hey, click here to log back in to get a million gold coins. Uh, yeah, that might be ransomware. It could be any kind of malware that could either, it could do a lot of things, a lot mm -hmm. of things hurtful and harmful to you. So be careful of that. Uh, here's a fun one. Okay, so we saw a lot of this last year. Uh, there was a specific, like, they call it sextortion. Mm -hmm. A lot of these fake emails saying, hey, we're, we watched you watch this uh, naughty video. We watched video. you do naughty things. Yeah, we saw you watching <laughs> these naughty things, and we filmed you with a camera on your computer, and we're going to send it to all your loved ones unless you pay me X Bitcoin. Ha, ha, ha. I saw a lot of that. We got a lot of emails from that uh, particular campaign. Well, that campaign last year made over 1.5 million of recorded. Uh, oh, and that's just in the first quarter. So that's interesting. They don't they don't go any farther than that. So, so just we the, could extrapolate and say about six million dollars of reported. Now of this reported. is another fun one here where people are scared. You know, you don't want to share this information with a lot of people. That's no. probably pretty scary. Much less your IT team that you don't really necessarily know or. You don't want anybody knowing this kind of stuff. So maybe you've made the payout. Maybe you told your IT guys. Um, but definitely, I saw a lot of reports there. So that means there were probably a lot more that didn't get reported. Yeah. Now, we did block that specific. There was a specific template there, and there were some keywords there that we were able to block for a lot of our companies. Uh, but that was a funny one. I, I saw a lot of that. Uh, well, it's funny, but I mean, all of these things are playing on fear. Mm -hmm. Almost every single one of these has some element of fear to it. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you can add shame and, you know, this is, we're not going to, this isn't a birds and a bees class, but this is something that's a subject that nobody wants to talk about. Sure, it's super taboo. And so you get that email and you're like, I didn't do anything Yeah. <laughs> that I that I want to tell you about. Right. So, I mean, that it's, it's awkward even to bring it up to the sure. IT guy. And so a lot of them are probably just paying so they don't have to say something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> there's a chance that they were busted. They they know there's a chance. Yeah. They know what they were doing behind closed doors. I mean, and, geez, what a mess. I mean, I I can't prove this. I mean, I don't remember the source, but I heard for what that's worth that there was one of these in overseas that targeted people, but it actually did film them. It actually took screenshots, and and the way I remember reading it was that it was a you know a child porn kind of site. So these guys were, I mean, just malicious. I mean, fine, go after those guys anyways, right? Because <laughs> uh, anyways, it, it's just, like I said, they they hit you where it hurts. They're going to yeah. go it, exploit any kind of a fear. Uh, there's always a sense of urgency. Um, and yeah, we're going to send it out to your your mom, your grandma, yeah. your aunt, your kids, whatever. Post just, it on Facebook. Now your boss knows oh, yeah, about it, yeah. all your colleagues. Right. Ugly stuff. Ugly yep. stuff. All right. Scary. Derailed you. Go on. Uh, let's see. 80% of phishing on mobile devices using method other than email. So that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Right. So 87% uh, is going to be on gaming, messaging apps, social media apps, the little emoji apps. You got that special mm. little cool thing. It looks pretty cool. Uh, a lot of those are malicious. Be careful. Uh, 74% of all phishing websites use HTTPS. Eh, we don't really have to cover that. You... There's a little green box normally on the top that'll say you are secure. Um, those are very easy to sign. They're very easy to fake. Doesn't mean much anymore. Doesn't really mean a lot, a lot anymore. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, here's some fun ones. 51,000 and plus coronavirus-themed domains have been registered between January and March of 2020. Like valid slash malicious or all of those are malicious? Malicious. All of those are malicious. Everyone at 51,000 plus confirmed malicious wow. domain registration. I know there's been a lot of fraud around the coronavirus thing because, again, we're tapping into fear. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. the whole world's in fear. And if you get an email from yeah. Fauci at coronavirus. Oh, man. Know. Yeah. Must be legitimate. <laughs> exactly. Better do Let's what he click. says. Let's see what finds out. Um, yeah. So let's see. Do, do, do. 94% of uh, coronavirus-related cyber attacks in two-week period were phishing attacks. So there were, between April 6th and 17th of this year, uh, oh, man, I didn't put the number there, but, yeah, 94 to 95% of malware attacks were coronavirus-related, and that is with the key name corona or coronavirus or COVID in the, in the domain, in the subject, and or in uh, the actual message itself. So for that period of time, basically every attack was playing off of this Yeah, in about a week and a half, yeah. And I wish I had the number because it was pretty astronomical. Considering there's 51,000 plus domains, right. I think it's somewhere in that ballpark. And now wow. multiply that times yeah. 100 or so per domain. Dang. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Let's see. So source of spam. Um, in 2019, China was the largest so, uh, source of spam, the people sending those spam messages, at 21.26%. Uh, so 21% of all the spam was from China? According to Kaspersky, yeah. Okay. Um, and the lesser one's going to Russia right after him. Uh, Kaspersky, but, wow, I can't say that. Kaspersky, he's a competitor to, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> and uh, okay, yeah. So you know who's right behind China and Russia? Guess who number three is? America. Yep. U.S. has the third largest in the world spamming wow. spear phishing attempts. So when they say watch out for those foreigners, keep in mind. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually, because we talk a lot about that. Most attacks originate overseas, but that doesn't mean all. No, a large chunk, 14% U.S. Okay. Oh, I lied. No, 14 from Russia. We're at 5, 5-2. Five okay. Still pretty high. We're talking billions, so that's yeah. pretty. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> uh, so the two big ones from uh, 2019, Puerto Rican government, they lost 2.6 million just from the government, just wow. from the state. 2.6 million in a phishing attack, a single phishing attack. It was one employee fell victim to one email attack, and they lost out on that money. It's gone. Wow. Uh, the other big one was Brazil. Uh, now this is like a conglomerate. It wasn't just one, but they've uh, they've seen an increase of 232 percent between uh, February and December. Uh, where's that dollar amount? 49.5 million dollars. So 50 million dollars just from the state, just from phishing attacks, and having to pay out that Bitcoin. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Man, I mean, we've thrown a lot at him today, Joe. Yeah. Uh, a lot of statistics, which statistics are interesting, and also my eyes glass over when we start talking about them. <laughs> um, we've we've given some tips, and and honestly, if I'm seriously, it, it bores me to talk about. Maybe it's because we talk about this all the time, but the 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 problem here is that it's important, right? And I think, do you have uh, before I wrap this up? Do you have any final thoughts? key takeaways tips like i know we've we've done a bunch of tips so it don't repeat but final words before we go into the and close this thing out you know uh doing a quick fishing like uh, campaign with your it i would totally suggest that just stay brushed up on this stuff yeah. it's just if the more you look at this and the more you're cognizant that somebody's trying to steal your information or steal your right money, um the, the way easier this stuff becomes now i work on it on a daily basis but just you know, just a basic training uh, goes a long, long way. It does. And I mean, like I've already said, just the fact that even though this is our lives, you and I sitting down once a week and recording these podcasts has completely changed the way I look at security. And I was already looking at it. So yeah, it's it's stay on top of this stuff. Um, be aware, train regularly. Uh, so our, and that's kind of, I, I have three points that I want to close with. And number one is that we all need annual cybersecurity training, then that, it doesn't change fast enough that we need to do intense training more frequently than that. Like the, the main training has to happen at least annually, where you go in, you read, you watch the videos, you take the test, you print off the certificate and it goes in the HR file or whatever. That's gotta happen for every user of technology at least once a year. I never see it, Joe. Yeah. Not never, but it's so rare. Definitely. That, that when I'm out talking, a prospects, uh, you know, even our clients. And we've launched a brand new service where we manage this process for our clients because it's the only way we can get them to do it because it just doesn't happen. So that has to happen. Key takeaway number one, we've got to be training on this regularly. But once a year is not enough to do what you're talking about, which is to constantly have it in our minds. And so enter the fishing simulations. And we've talked about that today. Um, guys, if you're not doing that, get that done. I don't care if you're using us or if you've got a, one of our competitors or I don't care, but make sure that you've got these simulated phishing emails coming into your users so that they can look at them. They can get used to watching for, you know, the, the wrong URLs, the who it's been sent to, where it's coming from, the grammar, whatever. 
get that on you know front of, top of mind to everybody in the organization. The last thing I'm going to mention, and this is something we're rolling out right now. Honestly, I, I feel kind of stupid saying this because it's one we should have had in place. It's been around for a while, but it's the button that you can add to Outlook so that if there's any kind of a question on whether this email is legitimate or not, the easiest thing somebody can do is just push the button and it automatically will send the entire email with the headers that guys, Joe's always talking about headers. You probably don't even know what he's talking about, <laughs> but it's key information that does not show up if you just forward an email to somebody. We need those original headers. And, and this little button that we can add to Outlook will send all of that to the support people. So those are the best tips that I've got. And I will tell you, again, I didn't bring a lot of energy to the whole topic of stupid, irresponsible, whatever. But I'm going to wrap it up like I always do. The stupid thing to do is nothing. It's stupid to not take action. It's stupid to have your head in the sand. It's stupid to think this isn't going to happen to you because it's happening to everybody. Joe, you just read the statistics. Yep. Almost everybody, and I would argue it is everybody. So, guys, here it comes, master-computing.com slash discovery. Get on there. Fill out the form. I mean, it's like two or three fields that I need, maybe four. Phone number, email address, who you are and book a 10-minute discovery call with me. Now, I'm going to throw something else out there today because, Joe, I got bored today. I'm just going to be honest. The statistics, <laughs> the whatever. Maybe it's that I didn't bring enough energy. But, guys, if you made it all the way through the podcast today, when you fill out that form, just uh, let me know that I said this. We'll give you a free pizza just for booking the uh, the discovery <laughs> call. Forever. That, that, that uh, offer is good forever. If you're not a competitor and you're actually somebody interested in doing business with us, <laughs> that's the fine print. Book the call, get a free pizza, and get your security taken care of. That's all I got. Joe, tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week.